When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. Already, this global trade war is beginning to look exactly like that. A truly global trade war. This is no longer just a spat between the U.S. and China or Trump and Xi Jinping over whatever, uh, currency manipulation or the trade deficit or, or intellectual property infringement. No, it's no longer about just these two countries. It's gone global, right? We, we have countries like Mexico, Canada, the European Union kind of piling into this trade war. And the crazy thing about this, this is big. I mean, this is a big part of what this video is about. The crazy thing about it is that these leaders, even the mainstream media, they're talking about this trade war as if there will be no negative consequences for their own country. They're going into this without any regard for some of the bigger picture things that are happening here um, that could be potentially negative. Everybody is talking about these leaders like Xi Jinping, Trump, uh, Trudeau, and, and all the various European leaders. They're talking about protecting their own jobs, protecting their, their own um, economy, protecting manufacturing, whatever it might be, protecting farming jobs, um, without talking about the potential downsides to imposing tariffs on on these imports from in some cases so-called allies okay it's crazy i mean thus far i mean we're relatively early on in this trade war i mean the first round of tariffs relatively small i think from what i can see here from what i can find started back in march of this year okay only a couple months ago okay and some of these larger um batches of, of tariffs like the 50 billion dollars worth on uh, of, of Chinese imports that are that are kind of have a, a, a import um, imposed on them or the imports from Canada or Mexico or the EU these are relatively new we're talking days or weeks or or not very long okay certainly not long enough for to for it to trickle down to something like economic data GDP anything like that I mean sure the major react the reaction that we've seen thus far has been in the markets, the stock markets, currency markets, bond markets. And, and the reason for that is because they can react second by second, minute by minute, based on the headlines, based on the news. And, and you know, people buy stocks, sell stocks because they think something is bullish or bearish or whatever. But that's only been the real major implications that we've seen thus far. We haven't really seen this trickle down into the economy. But it's something we should pay attention to. I mean, honestly, this trade war probably is beginning at one of the worst possible times. I mean, the world economy, not just the U.S. economy here, but the world economy has a lot of potential issues on our plate right now. Okay, For example, the European Union, they're not in good shape. They're already dealing with some kind of some of their own crises, some of their own issues, uh, whether it be over immigration or Italy or some of the pigs nations, and and just in general, um, they're, they're they're you know the entire European Union is heavily dependent on extremely monetary policy. Okay, I mean they're barely scratching by, they're barely you know by official numbers trying to to stay positive in terms of GDP, and yet they have this massive. Um, subsidy or this massive, I guess, uh, push forward due to weak monetary policy. That's not sustainable. 
they know that's not sustainable. Mario Draghi, the, the head of the ECB, knows that that's not sustainable. Um, the EU, major issue there. How about the U.S. And, and our own central banking issues? Kind of the opposite, though. We're actually tightening right now. The Fed is raising interest rates. They are reducing their balance sheet at an ever-increasing rate. And we're already seeing effects of this here in the United States specifically and, and around the world. I'll get to that in a second. Um, but you know, in the past, Fed tightening has, generally speaking, led to the popping of bubbles, has led to, to lower economic growth. Um, and, and it's not likely to end well, especially when you consider that quantitative easing was an unprecedented act by the Federal Reserve. And yet, we're following that up with an even more unprecedented act, quantitative tightening. Okay, it's not going to end well. Okay, and it's having effects on the the rest of the global economy, emerging markets, and, and I've gone over this in past videos, but how emerging markets, currencies like, like Brazil, Argentina, Turkey, um, Mexico, and, and some others, you know, eventually I wouldn't be surprised if we saw other uh, countries like, like India, Russia, um, some other countries come up in the news that are being, you know, damaged. Their, their economy, their currency, their equities are being damaged because of some of Fed's policy and some of our own U.S. government's policy, okay? That's not bullish for global economic growth by any means, okay? People can say it's just emerging markets. It doesn't affect the U.S. markets, the, the European markets or, or economies or whatever, but it does, right? Um, global markets, global economies, um, you know, these these national these moves on on a national basis in the markets or the economy they have global implications and china they have some of their own issues that you know sadly aren't super well documented all the time um certainly here in the alternative media we do a decent job of talking about china and and their massive um well debt issue the, the fact that a lot of the growth over the last 10 plus years um in china has been fueled by debt you know in, in many ways their economy is hooked on debt. They're, they're addicted to debt. And, and right now, China is trying to slowly quit that drug. It's a nasty drug. It's a drug that the U.S. hasn't been able to get off of. And, and I highly doubt that China will be able to without major withdrawals. Um, it's we, we have so many issues going on in the global economy. We're already getting towards the end, I believe, of this so-called recovery. It's not much recovery, um, even by you know official GDP numbers. Um, this, this trade war has to be coming at one of the worst possible times. These leaders are, again, mostly focusing on, on you know, these big ideas, votes, maybe that's what it is, or jobs, or, or um, trying to make sure that their supporters aren't too significantly affected by these tariffs, by this trade war. But the truth of the matter is that, you know, the, the entire globe, the entire world is going to be affected by these trade policies. You know, I, was, I actually saw this clip over on CNBC um, there's a guy by the name of Mark Sandy, uh, Moody Analytics Chief Investment Officer, somebody that you know knows what he's talking about. Basically, what he says is, thus far, U.S. tariffs, I think he's talking about China, the, the $50 billion worth that was imposed on China thus far, will amount to about 0.1% loss of GDP on a yearly basis. 0.1%, so that's 0.1% per quarter or whatever. Um, doesn't sound like a big deal. Okay, uh, but then he says, you know, when when you add in the additional two hundred billion or whatever else Trump has has promised, you arrive at a number closer to 0.5 percent. Okay, and and honestly, I think these are as 0.5 percent loss of GDP on a yearly basis. I think these numbers are conservative to say the least. I mean, they, I I get it. You can't always take into account all the other considerations here, but but we have to, we have to understand that these tariffs, 
it goes beyond just the tariffs themselves. So, for example, the U.S., if we continue imposing tariffs on China and kind of ramping up this trade war, it's likely that they're going to react in some way other than just through tariffs. It's likely that China is either A, going to devalue their yuan, or B, going to start dumping the U.S. dollar, dumping U.S. treasuries. Those types of things are going to hurt the U.S. economy, especially if they start dumping treasuries. Um, I mean, that's going to cause interest rates to go up in the U.S., okay? That's going to soak up a lot of U.S. dollars that have already been in short supply in a, large, in a lot of emerging markets. It's going to affect what's going on in those markets and kind of exacerbate the issue there. Um, and, and we also have to take into account, you know, this is, like I said at the beginning of this video, this trade war goes beyond just China and the U.S., okay? We have to take into account the trade wars that are also occurring between the U.S. and our NAFTA buddies, if you want to call them that, uh, Mexico and Canada, or or, you know, the European Union and the United States. So those tariffs, um, those are going to have real-world economic implications as well. I think 0.5%, if, if Trump kind of follows through on his uh, one of his latest threats, at least, against China, um, it's, it's going to be much worse than that. I mean, we also take into account how is it going to affect the markets, how will, you know, um, the markets doing poorly affect consumer confidence, consumer spending, how is it going to affect how, how um, corporations, you know, how they allocate their money, how they how they invest their money, will they continue to invest or will they kind of, you know, hunker down because, because they see hard times ahead. It goes much, much further beyond just the tariffs themselves. Another thing that we have to keep in mind is that these tariffs, um, the mainstream media, uh, governments, you know, I don't want to make this just big anti-Trump video. I think other governments obviously are here to, are to blame as well for for past and current trade policies. Um, but you know, oftentimes they they call these tariffs, but really, what is a tariff? I mean, a tariff is a tax in this case on an imported good, generally speaking, a tax. A tariff is a tax, and so remember, at at the end of 2017, when when Trump was kind of pushing through his his tax cut bill, one of the big things he was talking about back then is how great this will be for the economy, right? How great will it be for the economy if we can cut taxes at the corporate level, at the consumer level, or, 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 or you know, personal income tax? Um, it's going to stimulate the economy. And, and you know, he's not wrong. Uh, cutting taxes doesn't, you know, stimulate the economy. Now, granted, I think taking on larger and larger deficits is not going to be good for the economy over the long haul. I, I think we're going to see that tax cut come back to bite us in, in the form of kind of a hidden tax hike called inflation. Um, but, okay, tax cuts, good for the economy. Tariffs are a new tax. They're a tax hike. It's it's not going to be good for the economy, okay? And yet, now, you know, that's rarely what people are talking about at, at the government level, at the mainstream media level, um, talking about the fact that tax, tariffs are basically taxes and that they're not going to be good for the economy. I mean, what are some of the pros of this trade war? I mean, what are they? I mean, the ones that, they, that that are oftentimes kind of paraded out there is that it's going to be good for, for manufacturing jobs. It's going to help protect our own economy, protect our own jobs here in the United States or in Europe or Canada or China or wherever. And, and maybe there's some truth to that. I mean, you have to ask yourself at what cost? I mean, if, if, if we, you know, I live in Minnesota, northern Minnesota, by the Iron Range, one of the largest and most famous iron deposits in the world. And, and if, you know, all of a sudden they can ramp up mining production up on the Iron Range um, because, you know, now we have these tariffs on imports of steel from, from the EU or China or wherever, 
Um, sure, there's going to be more people that, that are going to be working, right? Some of those jobs will be brought back to the U.S., I guess. But, you know, at what cost? It's, it's going to be higher cost to produce it because the, the only reason that those mills or whatever mines are going to start up again is because the price of iron has gone up. The price of steel has gone up. And so it's going to trickle down to the U.S. consumer. But I, but I get it. You know, maybe if depending on how you look at it, there could be some pros to this. OK, but, you know, we kind of saw a, a good example of that maybe not being the case. Um, very recently here, you know, depending on when you're listening to this video, uh, Harley Davidson, you know, they came out with the announcement, Harley Davidson, it's just about as American as it gets, Harley Davidson. Um, can, can you think of a more American company than Harley Davidson? And they announced that, you know, hey, the European Union, they are imposing some some tariffs on U.S. imports. You know, if, if China follows through with their import tariffs, they're probably going to be placed on on some of these uh, motorcycles as well. And Harley Davidson said, "Hey, we're going to have to move some of our production, most likely, um, overseas to to kind of satisfy the demand from Asian or European markets." Okay, and you know maybe that's one of the unintended consequences. I mean, Trump, you know, kind of went after them, said that they were the first one to to kind of wave the white flag. Um, but you know it. It makes sense. Doesn't mean I'm a fan of it, but but it makes sense. If, you know, there are some real world implications of these um, tariffs, and they're not always what's intended. Okay, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw others follow suit here. Um, now, the other interesting thing that we kind of heard today, um, Navarro, Peter Navarro, uh, you know, one of Trump's top economic or trade advisors. Um, came out today and basically said that the U.S. has no plans to impose foreign investment restrictions, uh, you know, on, on some of these foreign countries like like China. Um, and, and he was doing it with the intention of trying to calm down the markets. The markets were doing poorly at the time. Um, honestly, you know, what I see that as is, is I basically see that as a potential next step by by the Trump administration um, to, to impose these types of restrictions. And, and you know, I'm not going to say that it's going to go as far as maybe some of the restrictions that China puts on in terms of, you know, controlling capital flow outside of the country and whatnot. But, you know, you, you got to think, you know, how far is the U.S. government, how far, how far is Trump willing to take this? You know, he went after um, Harley-Davidson for, you know, waving the white flag being the first one to wave the white flag um but but with all of these economic concerns around the world and here in the united states a uh, rise in interest rates a mountain of debt an economy that is not doing all that well you know unless you look by you know just solely official um government created uh numbers um you got to wonder is is trump and not necessarily just trump but the united states really going to be the ones that are going to be waving the white flag first in this global trade war I think that's a very real possibility. Not to say that the European Union or China or Canada or Mexico, that they're not vulnerable. They are, okay? But the U.S. is very much vulnerable as well. And and it doesn't matter. Honestly, in my opinion, it doesn't matter who waves the white flag first. If it's Mexico eh, between us and them or Canada or the European Union or China or the U.S., um, I think we're all going to lose, okay? The only way that I think this is going to be good overall for the, for the global economy is if we have this huge trade war and the end result of it is less restrictive trade policies that all these leaders come together there's some sort of big trade compact that 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 is you know written out and basically it says you know let's cut it out let's let's stop with these tariffs and and, and move away from quote-unquote fair trade to actual 
free trade. Okay, I think that's going to be good for the global economy. And of course, you know, people are going to say, you know, what about the U.S. jobs, manufacturing jobs, whatever, whatever. Um, but but I don't think that that trying to to change the future of the U.S. economy through something like trade policy is the right way. I think a better option would be to look at things like tax policy, right? Um, potentially things like immigration policy or or um, whatever else. I think there's a lot of different ways to look at this central bank policy right than than just trying to change this through through tariffs okay i think at, at at some point you're just treating the symptoms right somebody's coming into to the doctor's office and and you know they have these weird lumps all over their body right that would be indicative of something like cancer and you know it's gone terminal and 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 they're um you know they're, they're saying they're in pain you know maybe they're maybe they're terminal maybe not but but you know the doctor is is not <laughs> referring them to an oncologist he's not treating them as they should be treated he's you know, prescribing them some, some, uh, ibuprofen or, or, you know, some opioid or something like that, treating the symptoms, right? We have to look at some of the core issues here, some of the core, um, you know, what's, what's really the root cause of some of these global trade imbalances and are they always a bad thing? And if they are a bad thing, um, again, look at the, look at the root issues here, not, not kind of the symptoms and, and try and cover up some of the symptoms. Um, Honestly, I think the big takeaway here is that as this trade war heats up, I'm more and more confident that it's going to continue to spill into markets like it already has to some extent. Um, but but eventually the economy, yeah, the global economy, not just the U.S. economy, not just China, but, but you know, the global economy. Um, not saying that it will be the thing that will spark the next recession or depression or financial crisis, but but I think it could be one of the contributing factors. And and ultimately, you know, if if I do this a lot towards the end of my videos, but if you want to bring this full circle back to precious metals, um, full circle in the sense that I'm primarily a precious metals channel, not because I mentioned it earlier in this video, um, Fed policy. I think this is going to be a big, uh, this recession, this economic, uh, economic lack of economic, economic growth due to the you know result of these trade policies. It's going to affect Fed policy, and I think ultimately they're going to to um, to turn to, to, to really weak monetary policy once again, lowering interest rates, quantitative easing, whatever else. Uh, they're they're going to kind of throw, um, you know, basically do whatever it takes to try and prop up the U.S. economy and, and, and you know, keep it from further um, collapse. But, of course, the result of that is going to be a further collapse of the dollar. So it's, you know, that's kind of my two cents on this whole trade war business. Um, we, we have to take into account that the global implications of this and and honestly, I don't see a, very many solid hedges right now, other than precious metals. I mean, that that's kind of my personal take on it. Do what you will with it. This is commentary. This is not you know official investment advice or anything like that. But but you know, precious metals, like in so many cases, seem to be the the real hedge, the 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 the, the assets that will kind of ride out this storm. Because you know, once this does spill into over into the economy, it doesn't matter if. Trump or Xi Jinping or whoever is the first to wave the white flag. At that point, the damage has been done to the to the global markets, the global economy, and so um, then we're going to have to kind of deal with the consequences of that, along with all of these other this laundry list of 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 influencing factors like like um, central bank you know past central bank policy or or the results of runaway amounts of debt or whatever it is. Um, so. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section. Comment section. Certainly, if you want to support me, 
I'm very appreciative of that. I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm thankful for you guys watching this video in the first place. But if you do want to support me, um, using things like uh, commenting, liking this video, subscribing if you haven't already, those things help me out a ton. As well as, you know, down below in the comment section, there's two other options. You can join me over on Patreon, become a patron of mine on kind of a monthly basis. Or if you're a silver stacker, you can go to SD Bullion link below in the description um and and you know going through that link there will you know it's going to bring you to a page that will give you a, a chance for a 10 ounce silver bar at spot price so certainly a great deal there as well but but as always um i just want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video and god bless